You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode 102. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hi, this is Ed K. Smith from onlineimpact.com.au here with my host or co-host, depending on what day it is, uh, Mr. Brendan Tully from the Search Engine Shop, and you're watching another episode of the Business Marketing Show. How are you, Mr. Brendan Tully? I'm very well today, Ed. We should have little titles that go under the screen that uh, you know have our, our name yeah. and our title there. Boss Man and Boss Man. Like Both boss men. <laughs> uh, so thanks for tuning in uh, wherever you are, day and night. Um, we appreciate you listening or watching the show. Um, February's off to an interesting, interesting start. As usual, Brenda and I have got lots going on. And there's always little things that pop up that we think this would be a good topic for a podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, today we're going to be talking about some of the options or choices you have when you're looking at uh, any sort of pay-per-click advertising campaign. Um, in particular, we'll probably be talking about Google and Facebook in, in those topics of paid advertising. In the sense of, uh, should you do it all yourself? Should you outsource someone to do it like an agency? Um, should you be getting help internally from the companies, from, from Google, from, from their uh, ad account managers, etc. Because uh, there's lots of different ways you can do it and everyone's going to be different. So we thought we'd run through a few options uh, to see uh, what will work best for you if you're listening or watching this. So the reason I came up with this, Brendan, there's been a quite a lot of changes happening with Google Ads in the last... Well, there's always changes happening with Google Ads. <laughs> Let's be honest, it seems like it changes on a weekly basis. But in the last year, there's been a big, a big update with their with the interface and um, the dashboard and how the campaigns work. And, uh, you know, we could do a whole day uh, seminar just on that. But there's quite a few things in there where there's some um, opt-out options that you have to be aware of in terms of things where they're making suggestions for uh, ads um, and, and other things internally. And uh, it, they make the suggestions for the changes within the Google AdWords campaign and if you don't um, uh, click opt opt out of that, then the the changes they suggest automatically will go live in 14 days from when they've notified you. Uh, so by default, it is set to they make the recommendations and then the, the, you know 14 days after they change. So you can actually click another button to say no to the suggestions. And there's lots of other little things like that are, that are sneaking in. Uh, that you've got to be aware of. And also Google is exceptionally um, heavy on having their agents contact you uh, as the campaign owner to make recommendations to the campaign. And, and in my experience and in my opinion, quite often uh, some of them are okay, some of them are technically okay, but a lot of them don't make any sense to the actual business because they don't really understand the business they're making the suggestions to. Uh, so I think you've got to be aware of things like that. So what have, what have you found with your experience with your side of doing uh, ad campaigns for clients? 
have you come across have you come across any of these sorts of challenges um so before you answer that let's let's go right back to the to the very start what we're getting i was getting too sidetracked in one one subject there so we'll go over if someone does want to start a ad campaign and they're not already doing so and they're starting afresh the op the first option is learn how to do something like google adwords or facebook ads immerse yourself in learning how to do that and then go and open your account and set that up and then start running your own ads now the caveat to that is most people don't spend the time in probably your experience and definitely in my experience to learn how to do it properly and that's when they make all the rookie mistakes and then they say facebook ads don't work google ads don't work and it technically wasn't either of those it was that they didn't know what they were doing have you found that yeah i mean so probably need to just be clear from the top there's a conflict of interest right with these platforms and businesses so the business owner wants the most out of it for the least cost and absolutely we want you know as a business you want leads or calls or emails mm -hmm. or sales um and by advertising you're effectively paying for those so you've got a cost of acquisition there um yeah so you want that cost of acquisition to be the lowest possible and you want the most for that Whereas yeah. the platform just wants the most. They just want all the money they can get. They don't care. Like their their job is to make money, not to make you money. So I think there's a there's a conflict of interest to to begin with there. And there's also an issue, I think Google particularly markets the AdWords platform as DIY. So um Yes. And it's really but, not. It's it's not at all. Um, no, and the the absolute truth of, of it is, even people like you and I struggle to keep up with the with the influx of changes that they make. Yeah, uh, it's just it is a, it's constant. And now, if we were to rewind fifteen years ago, sixteen years ago, when we were sort of using the platform for the first time, the changes have been monumental in in terms of what it is. So, so going back to your original question, when back in 2004, 2005, when we had the e-commerce business, we made that exact mistake. We tried AdWords and yeah. we did it ourselves with no idea what we're doing and it didn't work. Like we, we didn't know how to measure it to start with. Um, there was also no Google Analytics then. It was called Urchin. Um, I think it was 10 grand or 12 grand. To get it was, it was, yeah, that was the, that was the yearly cost of it. Yeah. So, I, I remember we were, we were talking about. Just kicking my dog. <laughs> my we dog snoring um and and then you know google bought them and uh it became free but yeah that was around about that time we're like oh this adwords stuff doesn't work and now i'm like i look back i'm like idiots such idiots like you yeah you don't know what you don't know look if you've never used a hammer and a nail before and you go to use it and then you, you keep whacking your thumb and going this hammer doesn't work it's not the hammer it's you don't know how to use the hammer to hit the nail in and your thumb is the consequence. So in your case, losing the money or not having it work was, was that. And you've got, to, you've got to spend a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, it's very complex. And, and the complexity drills down further and further. The bigger your budget, the more complex the campaigns become because there's more nuance to them. Um, and you know, we were talking before the call, like even things like gender of who you're targeting, even in search, makes a difference so yeah and yeah. just how you write your ad you can have uh, just a small tweak in an ad that can make a big difference in the click-through rate of the ads mm -hmm. uh, so there's all these little things 
And most people who are, unless you've got a dedicated full-time ad campaign manager in your company, you're not going to get it done properly. So, you know, we've got, we've got a team of people that work on this sort of stuff as you do. And there's more, more people you need, the, the more complex it is that you're getting to, to manage it. So um, I would say, absolutely. I always recommend to clients, it's good to have a general understanding of how it works. Uh, so it's good to educate yourself, do a course. You can go on Udemy and do some really excellent Google AdWords campaign courses for 50 bucks, you know, that are really in depth, like, you know, 15, 20 hours worth of training. So at least if you are dealing with an agency, you'll have some idea of what they're doing, whether it's correct or not. I think it's important to understand the the strategy um, and some of the the terminology and numbers. I think uh, Perry Marshall's eighty twenty marketing book is a good start. Yeah, totally it talks a lot about the cost of acquisition or the cost of acquiring a customer, and uh, you know he has examples there, and he talks about the model where if if the lifetime value of the LTV of a customer is high enough, you can afford to lose money on that first transaction. So you can yep. pay more than if you have a higher customer lifetime value than a competitor, then in theory you can afford to lose money yep. on the first transaction and still make money over the long term and pay more for ads than competitors and in a sense drown them out. But these are, you know, a lot of business owners focus on the keywords and how to do it as opposed to, these are the numbers I need to make it work. This is our goal. This is our budget for it. Mm. Um, a lot of people don't have a marketing budget and don't set their, the goals for marketing campaign. Um, I think those are, those are a smarter place to start. Like on paper, what does the campaign look like? You're paying to acquire customers basically. So un- unless you know how much you can afford to pay for each customer, it's, you, you're probably going to be guessing to a degree. Yeah, absolutely. There's a really good tool that you and I both have, and I've been experimenting with it a bit more than you at the moment, I think, called Giru, G-E-R-U.com is the web address you can go to, uh, Giru.com. And it's basically uh, a forecasting, advertising, funnel building model tool, which is awesome and does all sorts of calculations for you to help you sort of predict different scenarios. Like if you were spending this much money per click and you got this many visitors with this conversion percentage, uh, whether it's going to be a profitable exercise or not. So you can often forecast these things out before you even go down the, the, the path of doing it uh, to get some idea of what all those need to be. So I need to, I can't spend more than a dollar per click. I need to get a mi- minimum thousand uh, clicks a week or a month or whatever the scenario is. And if I don't get more than a 3% conversion rate on the website, I'm not going to make any money. So all these sorts of things, you can have some idea before you get started. It doesn't mean that that's exactly how it's going to work out, but you can sort of model it fairly closely. So I recommend going and checking, checking that out. There's always updates to that software they're working on at the moment in version two, but I'm enjoying using it. Uh, That was a side note. So yeah, learn how to do it. If you want to do it, uh, but I always suggest rather than jumping in and trying to do 50 different campaigns for all your products or all your services, whatever the scenario is, pick one or two things that are core to you that you know convert well already, that you know you're selling a lot of, whatever it is, uh, and do a couple of experimental campaigns on those because if you can't get those to work, trust me, you're not going to get the difficult ones that don't convert 
to work any easier on Google Ads or Facebook. Mm -hmm. So try that first. Experiment on a couple. So anything else to add about doing it yourself? You've just you've you've got to learn. You've got to study up before you jump in. Yeah, I think. I mean, starting with that eighty twenty marketing book would be my advice because that'll teach you the fundamental numbers. Not even doesn't it doesn't talk about the tool. It talks about the numbers that you know make. Yep. basically any advertising marketing channel work. Um, and I know when we, you know, it was many years before I learned some of those, those terms or understood the meaning of lifetime value of a customer, mm. cost, customer acquisition and some of those important numbers. So yeah, um, but it certainly does come down to he, he or she who can afford to pay the most to acquire a customer wins mm. in a nutshell. Yep. So yeah. Anyway, that's good. So that's, yeah, we're talking principles there. So read the book, the eighty twenty. Principles, Sales and Marketing, Perry Marshall. We'll put a link to it mm-hmm. in the show notes. So that's the do-it-yourself model. Uh, then there is what I would classify as the, uh, the do-it-yourself model with help internally from someone like a, an account manager from Facebook or, or Google, which can be fraught with challenges. Mm. Um, in, in my experience and in my opinion, they are typically knowledgeable about a lot of the mechanics like you need to click this you need to turn that on um, and uh, their experience can be quite helpful because they're getting schooled up regularly on the interface itself because uh, even even that sometimes I will have a challenge with and I've got to speak to a, a Google uh, rep to find out that well the latest change now they've moved this to there and you've got to turn that button on it's like the amount of updates they'd have to do to tell you that all these things are happening, all you'd be doing is reading updates. So sometimes it's only when you sort of hit the wall, you go, okay, hang on, what's changed here? Yeah. Because as, and if you're getting into your experiences. So they're, they're very good for that, but quite often they, I've found they can make recommendations to ads or, or recommend keyword terms or certain things that are, just don't make any sense based on what the business is, the locality of the business which shows that they don't have the understanding of the marketplace that the potential customer is working in. Have you found that? Yeah. I mean, I guess this goes back to our, just the point we were mentioning before about a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about, we, we did the slides we had and you remember the triangle, the pyramid where yes. at the bottom there's the, the fundamentals and rules of the game. We have the strategy yeah. layer and then the tactics at the top, like, those guys are very good at the tactics and the technical and the, the playing with the, the interface, mm-hmm. but they don't understand your strategy. And like you're saying, like I, they can make changes to just totally blow the, blow the strategy up. But that don't make sense. They don't understand. They're not working in a context, right? They don't, they don't no. have the context of your business, the strategy or anything. They're just like looking at, you know, let's turn this switch or toggle. So, yeah. And, and the other challenge is that often what happens is you'll get, Joe or Mary, who are your, inverted commas here, your account manager, uh, and then you go to speak to that person again a week later and they've moved on, they're in a different department or you get handballed to somebody else. So you don't have any consistency of conversation. So then you're back. It's a bit like phoning up a telco um, when you've got internet connection problems or various things and you end up having to say the same story 15 times, which just gets really, really frustrating and you want to pull your hair out. And I've, you know, it doesn't look like I've got a lot of hair. It's all shaved off, but I've actually, I'm, I've got a decent set of hair there. If I let it grow to be like yours, Brendan. Anyway, 
but it looks like I've been pulling my hair out speaking to different people, but on a side rant, uh, yeah, so consistency and uh, continuity of the conversation are important. Whereas when you're dealing with an agency, hopefully like someone like us, you're going to get the same person to have the same pickup conversation where you left off about whatever challenge you've got or something you want to test or so that that's, I think probably the biggest disadvantage and they phone you a lot is the other disadvantage. <laughs> oh my God. And even though when you say, please let don't let it out, don't phone us every day. We don't, we don't need to speak to you every day or every week. Uh, the same thing happens. It's a different person. So the person who's new, who comes in goes, Oh, these are my, client contact list i'm just going to phone them all so now i had us talk to joe about a week ago and right so there's this happens a lot and the challenge is is often particularly if you're in australia uh, a lot of the call center calls come from places like india uh, and most people unfortunately in australia have had uh, cold call experiences typically a lot with people from india so there's that automatic switch off that they have so often when you're getting a call from them, um, a lot of the clients don't even want to take them. I get people calling me all the time who are clients have had calls from, uh, from Google and various places. And they say, is that real? Or is that someone trying to scam me? So you have all these conversations you've then having with clients as well who think because it's a call center and because someone's calling from India uh, that that's potentially a scam. And it's not. If it's someone calling from Google, um, but you know, often there are often all. often there are other companies who are calling, <laughs> and this is not a, just not against you know uh, Google. There's often other companies uh, who are pay-per-click advertising companies who are trying to pick up the business of these yep. people, and that often they we've had ones where they say they're from Google and they're actually not from Google. So before you actually tell anything to anybody, if you are listening to this and this is the scenario clarify who they are, get an official email from them, um, a callback phone number, all that sort of stuff. Don't, whatever you do, don't hand out login details or we've had this happen. A client's handed over login details to somebody, pay-per-click company that was just doing cold calls and they gave them access to their account. And it's like, oh my God, no. <laughs> so be, be aware, be cautious and uh, always do your due diligence in checking who the person is that's calling you because there's a lot of dodgy people calling out there. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, it feels better now. I've got that off my chest. Thanks. <laughs> this, is, this is my weekly therapy call with Brendan. He's choking on his coffee or his cocoa or his tea. It's probably chai tea. Chai tea, Brendan? How much coffee have you had today? Have you had a lot of coffee? I've had two. I've had two. I've had two. Very energized. Yeah, I'm very energized. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's just one of those subjects. Um, okay, so that was number two. What's number three? Number three, working with an agency. Work, oh, yeah, who wants oh. to do that? Who wants to work with someone like you and me? I mean, look at us. Who the heck? It, you, could, you could do it in-house as well. Is that a number four? Is that a number three? In-house as in... You have someone on your team who's... Well, that's, yeah, that's technically, that would be another one. Um, I mean, that, yeah, the first option we gave was really just a person managing it themselves within their business. So, yeah, so we'll, that could be option number four. So, we'll get to that. So, option number three is definitely hiring an agency. Uh, and that, again, comes with pros and cons. Um, it's, 
a good advantage if you potentially know the, the, the agency. Uh, it doesn't really matter whether they're local or not because Brendan and I both do a lot of work for companies that are not where we are. So well, it's all happening over the internet regardless, right? It is, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and we can do things like this, have a Zoom meeting or a Skype meeting so they're getting to see the person. So it's yeah. not like some um, you know blank face. But that being said, I, I for the first probably... I don't know, 12 years or so using Skype. We only ever just did audio calls. We weren't really doing video much um, just because of the lag and various challenges with that. So, yeah, so that's an option. But find a good agency, get recommendations. Um, yeah. we're, we're happy to recommend you to us. Uh, <laughs> I mean, agencies is real. I mean, people think, oh, it's expensive, but not really. You generally, you'd be spending ten to twenty percent of yeah. the, the ad spend. Yeah, you need to manage it properly. They're accountable for it. They know that. So that, and this is you know the comparison between hiring someone in house, doing it yourself, or an agency. The benefit an agency has is they have lots of different accounts that they can learn from or see a tactic that's working. I know we've exactly so many tactics that. We use it across, we learn on one account and we're like, well, we can do that on everything. Yeah. Like tweak or change or wording or whatever yeah, it is. Definitely. And an agency often uh, can imply that it's a big entity, but you know, an agency can be small. It can be two or three people. It could be a team of 30 people. It could be a team of 300 people. So you know, there's, there's variations. So you pick a, a team size uh, that works best for you. Um, it's good to know how long the people that you'll be dealing directly with, because often you may um, have someone who is your first point of contact, who's a salesperson for the agency, who is not going to be the person you deal with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. You'll have an internal person. So it's good to get to know who that person is, how long they've been with the agency, what their specialties are, and if you like them, because you want to, if you don't gel with the person you're working with, it can be very difficult. So often there's not a good fit between people. And we've had that with our guys. Sometimes one person isn't the right person to deal. There's just some, the stars don't align. There's some personality clash, whatever it is. Uh, so you've got to adjust and uh, reset and, and, and sort that sort of stuff out. So, you know, there's always going to be those sorts of challenges with agencies as well. Uh, but of course, you know, the money you're paying an agency is coming off the bottom line, but if they can make improvements that increase your percentage conversions and you're well and truly covering your, your costs and your return is, is higher because of it, then it's a no brainer. Um, yeah. Well, most of the time an agency, like a lot of people think an agency is expensive, but it's a lot cheaper than having a body in your office. If you hire a full-time person, oh yeah, sit in your office and do it. They're not commercially motivated to start with. They've got mm. a, 40 hours a week to burn. So they're going to take their time um, and, and they're salaried. So, you know, whether or not they perform or not, they still uh, get paid at the end of the day. Uh, and you have yeah. to manage, them. like, do you know how to manage them? Like if, if you think it's hard managing an agency, try and manage someone sitting in your office where you, you, know, you have to work out what they're going to do on top of everything else. Mm. Was that a segue to number four, was it? Well, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I used to see this back in the IT days where people would hire internal IT staff and it just mm. makes sense because they had no idea what this person was supposed to be doing. They had no context in which to manage them. Um, and it just, you know, it doesn't make sense. Like it, it's cheaper to get a, a company to do it um, than just hiring bodies and have them sit at a desk. And a lot For of sure. it is, 
like just psychology, like this, you know, getting, you know, focusing on, on the deliverables instead of, Hey, I want to see what this person's doing a lot. There's a lot of focus on how much time you're spending in my account. Well, that's not really, that's irrelevant. It's really, you know, the performance, like, are you getting the performance that you're spending less to acquire customers and make absolutely. Profit, right? Yeah. That's a secondary thing. The time stamp tracking. Uh, I think the, the proof is in the eating. If they're actually getting everything done and the results are there, then fantastic. Yeah, that something happened there. Oh, I think my microphone. Just yeah, I think yeah, your microphone just um popped out. I busted it. I moved. Okay. Brendan, you back? Keep talking. Yeah, I've yeah, got me. all these. So I have a new Mac, and I have all these dongles that are hanging around, and like they're so. It's terrible. It's terrible. How new is your Mac? Is it like brand brand new? Oh. A year old? Oh, okay. That yeah. When when the the yeah, I know the one. Yeah, yeah when they changed it all just to UFC. USB. Uh, so USB three, not US. I'm I'm thinking of fighting. Sorry, sidetrack there. Uh, yes, for everything dongles all around. Oh, it's terrible. If you forget your dongle, you're in trouble. So I, I think option four would be an extreme, and I've seen this happen multiple times. Because to get anyone who's a decent campaign manager full-time, you're going to be paying them bare bones 70-plus grand. Hmm. Uh, and, they're, you know, and ones who are really on top of their game, they're getting 100, 120, 150, mm-hmm. uh, plus bonuses, plus everything else. So to bring someone on board, you've got to look, okay, well, an agency is going to cost me two, three, five grand. So you, you're still ahead paying an agency to mm-hmm. do stuff. Um, obviously, I can't say that with an unbiased way because we're an agency, but that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, feel free to experiment, hire someone <laughs> and go through it. Uh, I have seen it so many times that it's, they've taken someone on, they've had them for six or 12 months, didn't work out, and then they go back to using yeah. an agency. So it's, but it's challenging. Yeah, it's I mean, if you don't know, if you don't know the numbers to manage the people by, then yeah, yeah, it's all numbers, mate. Every, yeah. All this is numbers. Just in case you haven't picked that up yet, <laughs> this is all numbers. Everything is statistical, and people who don't like statistical stuff um, and and tracking data shouldn't be even attempting to do this stuff. That's the cold hard fact. For, forget everything else we said. Um, if you don't want or don't like dealing with numbers don't even attempt to do it yourself you yeah. have you have to get an agency to do it or you've got to employ someone who's good at it but don't don't waste your time trying to do it yourself because it'll do your head in because uh, you're always looking at numbers yeah. yeah and it's detail work too you need to be detail oriented where yeah one one character or one yeah can be the difference between making and breaking a campaign yeah, yeah. That, that fine level of detail is important so um, we'd like to hear your feedback in the comments. Feel free to give us some examples of stories, uh, good or bad or indifferent. Um, only good ones about Brendan and I, if you happen to be clients, please. Uh, no terrible ones. Only joking. Say whatever you like. We don't care, do we, Brendan? <laughs> I Thick care. skin. Say <laughs> bad things about Brendan if you it's really so need to. Today, uh, full of bravado. It's a full moon. I think that's what it is. I think my werewolf in me is coming out. Oh! Sorry, all you guys listening. Um, you mean, what did you say? Inner clown. 
Is that what you said? My inner clown, actually. Yeah, inner clown, inner werewolf. Uh, dear, oh dear. What can I say? I'm a drummer. I'm always going to be this way. It's how I am. So what else to finish up? We've been nattering on for a little while. Well, I mean, really, know your numbers. Have a marketing budget. You know. Yep. I think that's a big one, actually having a budget. Yeah. Uh, and start off small. Test things in a small way before you go big. Don't try and eat the whole cake. Have a slice first. Yeah. It's a terrible the budget is always a, a, an interesting question that you know that's one of my first questions to clients or prospective clients what's the budget because it, it's kind of like well if you have a budget or a rough number then you've done some work there if you mm. don't have, have no budget then you haven't really done the numbers like it's, it's always like what should i spend well i i don't really know like we can we can tell you what it's going to cost but whether or not that makes sense from the other end is a different story so too true hmm. Well, we are only a phone call or an email away. Uh, let us know if you need a hand for something. Uh, but feel free to experiment, but just go in with eyes open and be prepared. Uh, yeah, I mean, advertising works, right? Like it, the stuff works. So many times we've heard the, hey, Google ad doesn't work. And it doesn't work for some businesses, but it, you know, for 95% of them, it does. So. Yeah, and typically it's not the platform that doesn't work. It's the implementation of the platform that isn't working. So uh, if you do the right things and reduce your risk and know your numbers and know, know your strategy before you go into it, you're going to have an increased chance of success, mm. like anything in life, really. On that note, Brendan, thank you for your time again. Uh, We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening and watching and uh, we'll see you on the next show. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher.